Welcome to a brand new episode of Talley Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. We've got a lot of news today, so let's get into it. But first, what are we geeking out on, Chris? What's going on? Oh, just more cyberpunk. <laughs> Pretty much it. It's <laughs> like last time. Just more hours in and become a, a more of a resident of Night City. I even have another apartment. So <laughs> it's going well. It's going well. I'm I'm gonna try to get a job there, you know, and <laughs> put on my VR headset and never come out. So that's it. Is, <laughs> is there an end to this game or is it an endless game? Um there there is a main story mode. Yeah. And from what I read before, people were disappointed by the initial release where there wasn't much to do after you beat the game. Yeah. But apparently there's more stuff now since this next gen update and more. So I'm hoping that it does not just kind of fall off when I'm done with the game. Like at least get some DLC. Right. You know, some other stuff. Um, People are complaining because they announced the new Witcher, you know, that we'll talk about in a little bit, but they're like, well, they have to, finish their promises for this game which they're right but at the same time i guess they have to move forward to whatever whatever i'm enjoying it so uh that's really all that matters um yeah. i also started moon knight yesterday right right yeah i have to um i have to start that still probably this weekend i will um i started peacemaker finally Ooh. I know you've been begging me to watch that, so episode two of that, enjoying that. I um, been reading a lot of Batman uh, chronologically through the years. Um, I took a break today to read uh, Pulp, that uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips book. It's just a trade. It was very, very good. Um, I loved it. And then, um, geez, what else? I haven't really. I've been playing Hades like off and on. It's a great game. Love that nice. game so far. So, um, all right. So let's get into it. So Marvel news, not much. Uh, Nova has been brought about more um, greenlighted. More greenlit. Yeah. So Sabir uh, Prasada will be bringing the popular cosmic hero to the marvel cinematic universe so he's one of moon knight's writers um i'm excited because i mean really they've been hinting at nova since guardians of the galaxy and do we see richard Ryder or do we see um sam i can't remember what his name is the little one but what do, what do you think of this uh of this news just get it get it going already we're talking about nova for a while uh, I think that they have new galaxies to explore, uh, that now they're moving away from this central Avengers idea right? that you don't have to all collide, you know, in a movie, every phase, just go and tell more stories, get, get a real lock on the cosmic side of things. And that's, that's it. I want to see more from that side of uh, the Marvel U. Me too. And also, I mean, we have Guardians, we have um, Captain Marvel, and, and apparently what's going on with Miss Marvel, but Nova is a character that I've enjoyed for quite a while and depends on the iteration that they decide to go with, because if they do go with the Young Avengers, 
they could bring in again Sam, whatever his last name is. I can't remember right now. <laughs> so we'll see what direction they decide to go in. Agreed. With that. Um, Morbius. It's already at a sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Um, there's the, did I send you that meme? I think I did, right? Where yeah. someone broke into someone guy's car and, uh, <laughs> gave him more, more, Morbius tickets because of how shitty it is. So I, I read, uh, the react or not even the reaction. I read the post credit sequences cause I was just like, you know what? I don't care. I do not care about this movie. I, um, and, uh, I don't care even more after reading those. So. You know, I'll wait for it to stream. Maybe it won't be as bad as everyone says it is, but right now it's looking pretty shitty. Yeah. Uh, if it's anything like Venom 2 um, and the direction they're going with these movies, yeah, Sony, just give it up. I mean, yeah. your Spider-Man-less <laughs> Spider-Verse where Spider-Man's out there, but he's not. Come on, already. This is, this is really shitty. So... Yeah, I had a chance. Venom was okay. I have no faith in anything else you're going to be doing. So. Yeah. Nobody, that's the thing. Nobody wants these movies. Not one person on the planet has asked for Morbius or Craven or any of these things. Really, Madam Web, no one's asked for them, but they're going to keep milking it. They had the opportunity to do Morbius after Blade. That was one of the ideas back then. True. It made more sense. At that time, yes, it would have been rated R and would have made, and it would have been a, the problem with this, with what they're doing, is anti-heroes. These are villains. They are not anti-heroes. They're straight-up villains. And to give them that edge is really just stupid. I agree. I so, agree. Anyway, I will not let's move over. <laughs> uh, we're going to go across the pond and go over to DC News. Um, we got our Joker deleted scene from the Batman uh, so before we get into that, we also got a date, which is April 23rd, uh, where it will hit HBO Max. I think it's a little early, honestly. I think it could still be making money in theaters, but fine for the people who didn't go to the theater. Um, but the Joker scene, um, that was awesome and really stupid that they took it out of the movie, in my opinion. You already made a two-hour and 40-minute movie. And he pulled this scene out that would have just shocked fans. I I don't know. It's just it doesn't make much sense to me, especially after watching it. Yeah, I mean, it would have fit perfectly in there. And depending on what they do with this Arkham show, set up more. Like, does his Joker exist in this in this TV show? Like, where are you going to place the show? The Joker is in Arkham pre the Batman. And post the Batman. So don't tell me he's not showing up. Yeah, it's um it was it was an interesting scene. I remember when Matt Reeves was like, Oh, you know, we didn't really need it in there, but I would I, I guess it didn't take away from the movie because we watched the movie, we liked the movie, but it definitely would have added <laughs> to it. So it it was a kind of a weird omission. Better than some things they chose to keep. So I <laughs> Just gonna say yeah. it, you know. Yeah. It's like we're we're in like a huge superhero bubble, and you don't take that opportunity because why? I'm not sure. Yeah. I even like the backstory they gave him. You know what I mean? The idea of of him being more like the Elephant Man um, in that regard, and, and getting away from 
or you know, doing this different origin and stuff like that. So yeah, wasted, wasted opportunity, wasted opportunity. Uh, let's go over to Blue Beetle. Uh, we've got some casting news. We've got George Lopez is going to be set the comedian there. He's getting put into the movie. I'm not entirely sure. I guess he's going to be playing his uncle, Jaime's uncle. Uh, fine, whatever, great. Sharon Stone is Victoria Cord. This is the better piece of news. Um, a, because Sharon Stone's a good actress, and B, will they get Ted Cord? Are they holding that back, Chris? Or is he dead? What's going on? Yeah, could be. Who knows? I mean, somehow Jaime gets this scarab. Right. And he, I mean, Ted Cord is dead in, in the comics when Jaime becomes the Blue Beetle. Ted Cord was killed, at, killed during Infinite Crisis by Maxwell Lord. And then they gave, had the opportunity to launch a brand new Blue Beetle, which is great. Because here's this character going to the big screen. So they brought back Ted Cord for Rebirth. And he became more of a mentor. Um, and I would love to see that role, however they want to treat it. It's interesting that whoever Victoria Cord is, she is a made-up character, apparently, from what I've read. And we'll see where this goes. <laughs> Let's just keep giving Sharon Stone made-up characters yeah. in the DC universe in case you guys forgot or choose to never even seen the uh, Catwoman movie. Don't watch <laughs> it. Uh, and then the final bit of casting news, uh, Raul Max Trulio will be playing Carapax, the Indestructible Man. Uh, this guy, good actor. He's in Mayans. He's on uh, Riddick. He was in Riddick. He's good, bad guy. So... Um, you know, cool, fine. The, the the thing with these sorts of news is that it's getting closer to getting made, and that's all I really care. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this 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 movie went from what from HBO Max to the big screen, which was a big jump, right? And yeah. it's kind of surprising because they're still keeping Batgirl on a small screen. So I'm really I'm really interested to see because I think they do have the a good character that can tap into audiences, younger audiences as well. Um, and I'm really excited to see how this does. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Me too. Harley Quinn, the animated series, um, season three, we're getting some casting in there a little bit. Uh, James Gunn to be playing himself <laughs> in season three. He'll probably get murdered or something. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be he get hit with a giant <laughs> mallet. Um, which is cool. And then Harvey uh, Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows will be suiting up, quote-unquote, as Nightwing. Uh, a little bit of casting there. He was just casting Blue Beetle as well. Exactly, yeah. So he's part of the DC family. And then um, they're going to do a little bit of uh, homage and tribute to Batman the Animated Series during this upcoming season. So... This show is just hitting its stride. It continues to really be top-notch animation and, and just fun. So I'm excited to keep seeing more. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, CW, Flash Season 3. Or sorry, Flash Season 9. Superman and Lois Season 3. I was I thought Grant Gustin was done at 7. So the fact that this show's continuing to go on is just shocking to me. Now, they've, they've said that this is the cap this is the last season. I thought, I thought eight was the last season. Yeah. 
season nine is the last season. We'll we'll see. I guess it's it's outlasted the Arrow. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's the longest one, right? Yes. So crazy. Um, and I've stopped. So I just you know, good for Superman though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I'm really happy to hear that that got renewed. A little worried about Legends of Tomorrow. Usually they announce all these shows together as a renewal. So we'll see what happens. Exactly. Um, all right. So jumping over to Gotham Knights, uh, Misha Collins is cast as Harvey Dent. So keeping in the CW family, uh, best known as Castiel, Castiel? Castiel on Supernatural. Uh, so, yeah, he'll be playing Two-Face, which is, well, maybe, right? Right now he's cast as Harvey Dent. So maybe. It's – it. I would be surprised if he's not, like, been remedied or um, reverted or something. If they're going to say mm-hmm. that he's Harvey Dent, that's very odd. It's seeing very that this is all particular. set. Yeah, it's all set after Batman dies and his rogue's kids are out there. So he's definitely he's definitely two-faced at some point here. It's just kind of a weird, a weird thing to call him Harvey Dent. But maybe they just did that in the article. Who knows? Right. Exactly. Um, and then also in casting news over at Gotham Knights, Stephanie Brown, uh, she will be, we don't really know who she's going to be actually, right? Um, say. So, so Stephanie Brown is the character. Oh, Stephanie, Stephanie Brown oh. was Robin slash spoiler. Um, I should have wrote this differently. Sorry. Um, no, it's cool. So Anna Lore is yes. playing Stephanie Brown. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Which I've been waiting to hear if they're going to add her to this show and I'm not surprised She's been featured in the new Batgirls comic uh, and and more as of late. So she's always been a popular character. Okay, yeah. So she was in uh, a couple episodes of Doom Patrol, the actress, okay. uh, as Penny Farthing. So, okay. And then finally, casting news, Stargirl Season 3. Uh, we'll be getting another Lantern, technically, right? So Obsidian? Um, yeah, so Obsidian is... Is not a Green Lantern. No, um, I guess he's he's Alan Scott's son. Correct. It's kind of strange. We had, um, Alan Scott is is kind of the the original Green Lantern, so he had different different powers, different weak, kind of like different weaknesses as well. That Golden Age, and then his daughter Jade showed up this past season, which was interesting. Um, and so it'll be it'll be neat because with Mister Bones coming in and more, it's just kind of seen more of these obscure characters that have not been or have not gotten the live action treatment yet. So I'll be interested to see what, how he's actually brought into the story, you know? Yeah. They've done a really good job with that show so far mixing in those, you know, I I can't even say Z list. I'll just say not utilize characters and, uh, you know, making it work. So, Chris, what's going on in another galaxy far away? Uh, so we got Christopher Lloyd joining the Mandalorian season three. This is an interesting thing. I don't think it's been really revealed who he's playing, right? So I'm interested to see if he's going to be like an alien or a droid, or we're going to see him in his full glory, which I would love to see him play like some tinkerer or something on on Tatooine or something crazy. Yeah, me too. He's I just saw him in that Nobody movie. 
um, which I haven't seen Christopher Lloyd do anything in, in a little while, but he did a really good, he did a really good job in that movie. I think you you will like that movie. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, hey Christopher Lloyd, love him always. So bring him on. Uh, then next up, the ever ongoing question about when Andor is going to air. That's uh, announced season two, but we have no idea when season one drops. Apparently, it might be this summer, which would make sense, uh, seeing that Moon Knight seems to be running for the next six weeks. And then what? You know, there's Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Yep. And so that would take us in the summer because that's six episodes as well, right? Yep. So that's my that's my guess. It'll follow up Obi Wan uh, and give us hopefully something fun this this summer to watch. You know, if that one trailer or the only trailer, rather, sorry, of Obi-Wan, uh, where he faces off against somebody in that alleyway. So, oh, is it Han? Maybe. Uh, is it Andor? Probably. You know what I mean? Give us a little bit of a backdoor pilot the way that they did Ahsoka. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does follow up right after. And they've just been waiting. But, you know what, though? The other part of that, Chris, is we've got... Uh, celebration and when's that August yeah so you know they tend to do big things at celebration announcements especially Uh, so it could be something that comes out after August or maybe people see the first episode I don't know Um, but we'll see we'll see and August is summer so it'd be interesting to see if episode one drops right at celebration that's what I mean is that what you're saying okay Yeah. yeah I would, I would, I would bet money on that actually. Yep. If I were a betting man. <laughs> uh, last up, Obi Wan was moved to May twenty seventh, two days after its initial release date, and we are getting two episodes, which I'm happy about because I wish I could have watched another episode of Moon Knight last night, but nope, just one episode. Yeah, I, you know, it's not bad news. It's. No. I'm curious if that's the format, if they're changing it to Friday nights because summertime. You know what I mean? I think they just change it to Wednesdays because they're like, oh, Wednesdays are great, exactly. great night. Let's switch it to Friday yeah. again. Yeah, that's that was my like, huh? And you made a huge announcement like, oh, it came out the same day as episode four in theaters. And now we're not doing that. So I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, I don't care, but okay. I mean, that's like Warner Brothers making a DC um, reel and then saying, oh, look at these movies from 2022. Oh, wait, yeah. a couple of days later, we're going to change it to 2020. A couple of okay. days later, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stupid, but. Great job on that video. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that's it for the first part of the show. We're going to jump to commercial and we will be right back. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back, so let's talk some comic books. Uh, first up, Spider-Man is celebrating 60 years this year. Quite the... Uh, anniversary so the spider verse is going to be um 
a new Infinity, or, I'm sorry, an unlimited Marvel Infinity Comics digital first title. So the digital first it's titles have been pretty popular. <laughs> it is, it is. It's too much, um, especially today. Um, this will be tying into Spider-Man's 60th anniversary. Uh, it's going to run for six issues, and it will bring, of course, a bunch of familiar Spider-Man variants and spinoffs that we know, and maybe some new ones. Uh, so it will be written by Anthony Piper, with art by Bruno Oliveira and Pete uh, Pantazis. So that's that's exciting. When is that movie? When is the next movie drop? Next year? Summer. Oh, at the end of the year. The Spider Verse. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The end of this year, I think. And um, I want to say Bruno Oliveira did a variant cover for the Illusion Witch, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Ooh, really? Yeah, I want to say one of the one of the issues. So that's cool. I mean, yeah, I'll read it. I, I don't mind reading digital. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I don't give a shit. And I like Spider-Verse, so I'll check it out. Exactly, exactly. Um, next up from Dark Horse Comics, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a comic called Blackout. Uh, so we're just going to get some new, you know, some new stories, some new lore from this universe I was just talking about that I'm obsessed with. Uh, it'll be written by Bartas Skidspor with art by Roberto <laughs> Ricci, Ricci, colorist uh, Fabiana Mascolo, and letterer Frank. I'm not even going to say his Just name. don't I even should do not it. even start. You shouldn't even call it. Man, let's just get all the people with the hardest names to pronounce for this title. Um, well, remember, anyways, CD Projekt Red is like, nordic or something right like Polish. all the, yeah yeah those names are real so hard you know what i was gonna say with this i watched um the witcher you know prequel it's not even prequel just i guess it's a prequel set in before times cyberpunk needs an anime fact yeah that's it i mean i'm gonna watch black lotus pretty soon the uh the blade runner uh you know animated series that came out um but yeah i just was like thinking about it too after i watched it and i was like of all the things this should have gotten an animated something before anything else these comics and everything yeah well they they fucked up really anyways i mean they really did when they yeah that's i a, mean yeah. <laughs> go piss your fan base off and then not do anything about it for a while i mean it's just it's left a lot of bad tastes in people's mouths and yeah that's unfortunate because it's a pretty badass game i mean it's hard to put down um so here's hoping that you know more of that media comes out and we get more lore from that world i agree uh next up paul dano is gonna be writing his own origin story uh for his character from Batman. <laughs> his own origin. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get the Riddler in a new DC Black Label limited series. Uh, so I said it's written by Dano um, and, and Steven Subic. Uh, it's going to be a bi-monthly limited series starting in October. And, um, yeah, I mean... I Keep fleshing it out. Yeah, I guess... Isn't this be, year one? Isn't the movie Right. <laughs> That's that's my question. That's all. <laughs> um, I don't know how much more I really need to know about that character. Um, as I've stated before, I liked him more when he took off 
that psycho suit and right. became more of the Riddler. Um, I don't know. I, I'm interested more in this world. I don't want to poo-poo it because I do want to watch it again when it hits HBO Max for my second judgment. Uh, but I'm always open for more Batman content. So, yeah, will you be checking this out? Uh, yes, absolutely. I will. I, I love the movie and I do want to see the world opened up, even though I did make a joke that I, the movie is year one. So that's interesting, but we'll find out what all that means. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we'll be talking about house of the dragon or the rise of the dragon. I'm sorry. It's house of the dragon. The show is mm-hmm. coming out on HBO max, uh, this summer. Uh, they finally announced that, but it is also getting, a comic uh, series based in that time called The Rise of the Dragon. So uh, Game of Thrones, Rise of the Dragon will be an illustrated history of the Targaryen dynasty. It will focus on the controversial political family offering over 180 all-new illustrations and is steeping in the lore of Westeros. Hmm. So this hits in October, so this will be out after the show starts. It's interesting. They're really putting their, I mean, which is good. They're they're putting their dragons all in one basket, uh, making sure this show is going to be a hit. I love dragons. Me too. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, last up, Tom McFarlane will be uh, capitalizing on Spawn. Uh, he'll be releasing some huge, quote-unquote, aggressive collections. All right. Um, this is his goal to get his movie off the ground. So his own little crowdfunding, uh, and I hope he does it because I'm still asking, where is this Jamie Foxx Bond movie? Yeah, I agree. This So he's releasing all of these trade paperbacks. I'm not opposed to this at all. I mean, because you, you are getting like a bunch of collections of the issues Personally, I'd rather be getting omnibuses and I'd rather be getting them in hardcover because if you could collect, you know, 50 issues or 25 issues or whatever it is in these hardcovers, I'd, I'd be buying them. No joke. Like I'd be getting I, I just this is like a little bit too much of a shotgun shell approach, in my opinion, because it's like here's Gunslinger, here's Scorched, here's Spawn, here's blah, blah, blah. Like it's just it's too much for me. That's my my thought. Yeah, it didn't it didn't really catch me as much as here. I haven't read any of those new books. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had the real urge to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I you know I picked up the first issue of each one, but yeah, I I don't really understand collect. I don't like collections in soft cover to begin with. I don't think it's a good presentation when you put that much stuff together. It's just flimsy. Like, I like a big salad, like you said, omnibus. So, yeah, I'm not complaining. I think it'll be good for, you know, maybe to catch some new fans and, like I said, hopefully give them some money to start this movie. So, because he's not making enough DC multiverse figures to make this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Right? <laughs> Put out another, you know, Kickstarter. You're making, right? You know what I mean? Like, you'll make your money, bro. Silly, silly Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Can't wait, though. Can't wait. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk some crowd sorcery. Yeah, absolutely. So 
first things first, Shelby Oaks. Uh, this is bringing back the um, found footage of it all. Uh, this is Chris Stuckman's new horror project. It's already broken some records, making uh, 660,000 from over 6,000 backers on there, um, which is just bonkers <laughs> as far as uh, horror movies go. Um, so that right there is, I'm trying to think, is it still going or it's done? Oh, it's done. It ended. So it ended with over 1.3 million uh, for this little indie horror movie which is unprecedented for for kickstarter yeah which is kind of these first two things that we're talking about today they're not really anything you guys can go and back but they're just astounding astounding numbers that people are just crowdfunding and it's like why aren't more people doing this people want more content they love this kind of stuff and these people are super successful you would think that more people would do it I 100% agree. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why not, but um congrats to the team behind the project because as somebody who's done indie horror movies for a very long time, I know just how hard it is to make thousands of dollars, let alone a million dollars. It's good for them. So I'll leave the link in for that so you can read a little bit more about that. This next one is the most bonkers thing of all time. Um, Brian Sanderson's Kickstarter campaign. We talked about it last episode, but it ended up with over $41 million to back four of his new novels. So, Chris, here's my question for this. This guy, if he wasn't a millionaire, he is. Like, this is it. And all he has to do is write four books. Like, that is bonkers to me. Like... Fuck, you know, sorry, I'm saying fuck, but like, fuck publishing. Why don't, why would you ever go the traditional publishing route? I don't even know if Stephen King makes these kind of money off a publishing deal, right? I don't know. It's, it's astounding. Uh, yeah, 40 million plus is just like, I, it's so unfathomable. Yeah. Like, he's not even just a millionaire, you know. What is the, um, what is the cut from Kickstarter on that? Well, so so Kickstarter takes 5%, which is in millions, a, a healthy chunk of money. But, like, I mean, all he's doing, like, at the end of the day, I think you got, like, four books, and then you got them signed, and then maybe you got some extra, like, little goodies. Nothing crazy. You're not getting T-shirts or anything like that. He's not calling you on Zoom. It's really just to support this guy who, by the way, if you guys don't know Brian Sanderson, he came in and finished the Wheel of Time uh, series when Robert Jordan died. So he came in, helped uh, Robert Jordan's son finish it. So, I mean, he already was a successful fantasy writer, but this is, like, just unprecedented. I was talking to Chris before we started recording. I wanted to jump in on it just for the sake of doing it. I've never even read this guy's stuff, <laughs> and I had to stop myself. <laughs> Because I was like, I've never read it. I don't even know if I want to. But it's crazy. And he'll get publishing deals. He'll get a traditional, you know, Penguin House publishing deal at the end of this. Yeah. So that it's just crazy. Makes you think. Makes you think. Makes That's... me. We need to write some more books, right? Seriously. Or a book. So, like a book book. Um, and then finally, in Crowd Sorcery, our friend Ruben Romero has The Illusion Witch books four and five 
Um, it's almost halfway to its goal in less than 24 hours, which is really just crazy. Um, he's going for 5,000. He's at 2,400 at the time of this recording. Um, this is the end of the Illusion series uh, saga, books four and five. So um, if you've you know, donated in the past, come on and, and, and do it this time. And again, we left all the links up for these so you can uh, take a look at them. And I'll just do a little shameless plug. Uh, we'll be doing a special edition of Listen Up Casuals with Ruben uh, and just talking about the Illusion, Illusion Witch that will be coming out in the next few weeks during the campaign. So look forward to that. I'm sure I'll plug it again in the near future on this show. Hell yes. Awesome. All right. So let's go over to TV streaming news. Uh, big, big news here. Amazon acquires MGM. This has been something that's been uh, kind of talked about for a little while now, but that went through. Um, so all of MGM's over 4,000 films <laughs> will be added to Amazon's library. But the biggest one of all is James Bond. So um, not to say they also hold Rocky. They also hold Silence of the Lambs. But yeah, there's some there's some heavy hitting titles there. Um, I'm excited because for me, and we're going to talk about what that happens next as a big James Bond fan, that means more Bond. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see how much they open up the the franchise and what they do with it. And since yeah. we only get a James Bond movie every few years, do we get like a 005 show or something like that? You know, something that's not James Bond, but it's set in that world. So there's a lot there's a lot to farm and I'm really excited to see what this means. Me too. I am very very excited. So uh, the first kind of piece of news that we did get is that there is going to be a James Bond competition show. Um, I wish so hard that I could do this show. It's called 007's Road to a Million. It's kind of like a, an amazing race type of thing mixed in with some murder mystery. And um, it's a it's a reality competition show. And um, it sounds pretty freaking cool and i really wish i could be a part of it <laughs> yeah yeah it's i can't wait to watch this it's just such a good idea yeah uh, right it's not the first thing i would have thought of when they're like we're gonna no we're gonna not at all show, <laughs> yeah. you know? just bring back james bond jr please that's that's it that's really it for, so I can <laughs> binge it <laughs> um all right so let's go over to some Netflix news. Uh, we've got the live action Resident Evil show. We've got the date for that, which is July 14th. So uh haven't gotten a trailer yet, but I don't care. I will be there day one. Have you watched the new movie? No, it's I will watch it. I it's I've heard it shit, but okay. I've watched every Resident Evil. I like all of the, uh, you know, Mila Jovovich ones, So. I, I will try it and, and check it out. Awesome. Eventually. Um, Tekken. Uh, Tekken Bloodlines. It's a new anime that's going to be coming along. There is a trailer out for that. Um, Tekken has had other anime movies before, um, but this is going to be a series, a TV series. So, again, I'll I'll probably watch it. I like the games. I like the animes actually, so I will check this one out. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's just 
more anime content. I think we said something on every show, I'm sure, that it's just keep putting it out. There's no reason why we can't have more animation. Anime is so freaking popular to begin with. Like, make an anime of everything. Well, I actually, I read that today that 43% of Netflix users watch anime. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that's kind of astounding. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, I watched a shit ton of anime last year. So, you know, and I haven't watched anime in years. So uh, it, it is coming back in a really big way. And, you know, we've got a new – I didn't write it on here, but Pacific Rim um, – was it Up Lotus, Black Lotus – or no, Uprising? No. Whatever the Pacific Rim anime is, season two is coming out soon for that. So oh, it's cool. like – they just keep going. Um, next up, not anime, but animated, which is Samurai Rabbit, the Usagi Chronicles. Uh, that's going to be coming out on April 28th, which will be uh, all about the uh, Usagi Ujimbo. And I am so pumped for this. I'm really interested in this because it is kind of like a um, a new generation for the, for this sun um, yeah, son of of Yusaku Jimbo. Um, so, I mean, we were introduced to this character in the Ninja Turtles animated series back in the day. That was my first exposure to this renowned character that has so much more to him than just being a side character in Ninja Turtles. Right. Um, but I thought that was really neat that they did, and now we've known who he is for years. So. It's great to see this. I'm excited to watch all of it. This character, 37 years old, and, and Stan Sakai has done the drawing, the lettering, <laughs> writing it the whole time. So he he says he approves everything. He's 100% behind this, uh, and I can't think of a better stamp of approval. So going to have to check that out. And finally, in, in Netflix news, Christina Ricci has been added to the Wednesday show, uh, the Tim Burton TV series starring Wednesday Adams. Uh, I would assume Christina Ricci is Wednesday, maybe the mom of Wednesday. Maybe she named her daughter Wednesday. I don't know. We don't really know. Or do you think is she just Wednesday? Is she the lead? Yeah, because Catherine Zeta-Jones plays the mom. Oh, that's right. You're right. It's a... Uh, they don't so know. why do they just announce this now? Well, it's it's she's in an undisclosed role, so we're not sure mm. who she's playing. So they could do something wacky like that, where like like a time stream opens or or something or a spell right. or whatever. Um, or she could be a teacher. Who knows? Right. It's just neat that she's a part of this series. I do like her, and you know, with it being a Tim Burton produced show, um, that's even that's even better. So right. right there. So I'll be interested to see a trailer when this drops and I'm, I'll be watching it. So, mm. Oh yeah, I'll be there day one for sure. Absolutely. All right, cool. Um, the banks is coming to live action. Uh, this is another comic book that is getting the TV treatment. It's Roxanne Gay's uh, story about a bunch of black thieves um, so this one sounded interesting. I haven't read the book, but I just thought, okay, cool. TKO Studios is getting an adaptation, and it's always great to see more of these comic books getting uh, 
getting picked up. Yeah, absolutely. I've never heard of this, so I might have to just check it out. Huh. I didn't write it on here because I'm just reading this now, but apparently there's going to be a It prequel series called mm-hmm. Welcome to Dairy, which is coming to HBO Max. Yeah, I I saw that yesterday and I forgot to add it, which was, was like so much news anyways. But yeah, that's pretty awesome. That is some, pretty some, awesome. Some more Pennywise, some back in the day Pennywise. Probably see how that uh, fire got started. Yeah. Which would be wild. Jeez. All right. Um, a Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, so if you're familiar with the video game, that is now getting adapted into a TV series. Um, because why not, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um we have that on PlayStation Plus. That was one of the offerings a few months ago. So I guess I'll check it out to see what it's really about. It's good enough to get adapted, or it's just getting adapted to get adapted, or everything's getting adapted. Everything's getting adapted. <laughs> Twisted Metal. Come on. Which sounds, that sounds awesome. sounds amazing, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, sticking back to the CW, the Supernatural prequel series, has found its Winchesters. Meg Donnelly and Drake Roger, they'll be starring as the parents of Sam and Dean. So, um, hey, if you were a Supernatural fan, you get more of this. (laughs) Precisely. Yeah, I just go back to your Monster of the Week stuff and let's have a good time. I do think it's interesting that Jensen Ackles, he's going to be narrating the pilot uh, and maybe the whole series, who knows? But I just thought that it was kind of a neat little twist to to keep the ties there together. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And then let's see, Clark Gregg is jumping over to Snowpiercer. Um, haven't seen him since Agents of Shield, uh, so Captain this will Marvel. be good. Right, Captain. True, sorry, Captain Marvel. He hasn't been on TV since Agents of Shield. Um, but he'll be joining season four of the Snowport Piercer TV show. I thought that show was going to be cut after season one, <laughs> and it just keeps going. So now I will finally watch it because I love that movie and I love the comics. So I, I should really check the show out. Yeah, apparently the showrunner of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is taking over on Snowpiercer this season. So looks like. Clark Gregg followed his friend or whatever, or got called and getting back to work. Do love, <laughs> do love Clark Gregg. So. Exactly. Are you ready? <laughs> Come back, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. And then finally, uh, we, we hinted at this uh, at the earlier on. House of the Dragon, the uh, Game of Thrones prequel here, is going to be set for August 21st on HBO Max. Dragons. Can't wait. House of Dragons. That's it. Houses of Dragons. Even better. All of them. All right. Let's move on to movie news. Uh, speaking of comic books being adapted, Irredeemable, the Mark Wade superhero comic, is coming to Netflix uh, as Irredeemable and Incorruptible superhero movie. So I don't know if it's going to be a two part movie. I don't know if it's going to be part one, part two. All I know is that Kemp Parter, uh, Kemp Powers, who brought you Harder They Fall, 
will be coming along and uh, Jay-Z will be producing. Um, I, I guess I'm all about it. Have you ever read this comic before? I have not. Okay, so it's fucked up and it is good. And it is considered from some people to be one of the best superhero comics, like up there with like Invincible, stepping aside from Superman, Batman, all that stuff. But yes, it's supposed to be one of the best ever. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So maybe you'll read it before or after the show or the movie. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I just watched The Boys and never read it. So even though I should. You should. It's good. <laughs> it is good. Um, Scream 6, March 2023. Honestly, these movies get made, I think it was made for 40 million, maybe. Uh, it made hundreds of millions of dollars. This is what they used to do back in the 80s, once a year. And honestly, just keep doing it until people don't go see it anymore. Just beat it to the ground because that's what they did with, you know, Freddy and Jason. And we all went and saw them. So fuck it. Just keep them going. Yeah. And then when when movies don't make money on the big screen anymore, just put them on Paramount Plus. Right. Or Netflix was wildly successful with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They already greenland another one. So just, just keep going. Yeah, I got to watch. Now that it's on Paramount Plus, I got to watch Scream 5. Oh, yeah. So. It's very good. Yeah. Do I need really. to watch 4 still? Yep. I watched 4 a long time ago. Uh, I mean, we, we did a marathon before. Just to get re caught up. I mean, I've seen Scream yeah. and Scream Two millions of times. I had not seen Scream Three since the theater. I hated it in the theater. Loved it watching it. I was like, "Oh, why did I not like this? This is a good movie." So, anyway, yes, you should watch it. Um, Fast Ten. Daniela Mel Melkier, who's Rat Catcher in Suicide Squad. She joins the uh, the cast. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Aquaman's there. Any other DC superheroes coming? Not Black Adam. Nope, right. Not Black Adam anymore. Black Adam. <laughs> um, this is a cool piece of news. Evil Dead Rise uh, is officially rated R, which is not the news, but the fact that it's on the way, and I had not read the synopsis, so I'm just going to read it to you guys. Uh, a war, a whoa, uh, this lady and her sister are in a cramped LA apartment and guess who they find the book of the dead and all shit hits the fan. That is not the official synopsis, but <laughs> I imagine be. a scenario, which is basically the raid where they just have to fight deadites floor by floor. Yes. The opposite of putting the movie in a cabin is putting it in a busy downtown apartment building. Yes. I'm all about it. And if Ash shows up at the end, you're goddamn right I'm all about that too. Because this is in the Evil Dead timeline. It's not like the reboot. So it's interesting. Uh, I And again, another franchise that they've done comic books for years. Like they can do things with this series. So I'm excited. Voltron live action in the works. Fine. I've heard this before. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. That's, that's it. You know what I mean? I've heard it before. I've heard it for years. I've heard he man's right around the corner too. So 
Oh yeah, we'll, we'll see. We shall see. Again. Uh, again, right. Um, Teen Wolf, the MTV series, is getting a revival movie over at Paramount. It adds a bunch of cast members. Honestly, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> Did you ever watch it? No. Oh. I don't know if oh. people liked it, but it's not Teen Wolf, so it's just Wolf Teen. Yeah, I just... Teen, teen Wolf by Night. Because I'm such a huge Teen Wolf movie fan, even Teen Wolf 2 is okay, I just don't care. I I Maybe I should watch it. Maybe I'll be like weirdly surprised. I mean, I've heard people say that that um, Fresh Prince series is like absolutely incredible. You know what I mean? And it's a drama based off a of comedy. So who knows? Maybe I'm stupid. That was going to be my reference as well. I mean, they take these properties that weren't dark and make them dark because apparently we live in dark times. But yeah. <laughs> um, but that's why I also appreciate shows like Peacemaker and, and the comedy and the levity of things. Like you can do serious stuff, but I'm really getting tired of like, everything getting like this gritty reboot um, because I do want to enjoy like laughter sometimes. And if it's, it just never really made sense to go from the Michael J Fox movie to what they did on MTV. It just, right. It was a weird, a weird change. You should have just named it a different show and gone from there. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And finally, uh, Spy Kids is coming to Netflix in a reboot, which is written and directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, that seems stupid. Uh, why don't you just use those original kids and just, like, have their kids be the kids? I don't, you know what I mean? Or their do nieces that. and that. Yeah, they did. But I was just – I don't understand this. I don't either. It'll probably be a dark, gritty reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it because he did uh, that other I, I give up. for no, Netflix, right? So, yeah, I mean, I love that world. I think that you know we're we're big Robert Rodriguez fan. We are big Robert Rodriguez fans. Yeah, and you know, going from that Desperado world to Spy Kids was a huge jump for him back in the day. But that franchise is amazing. So. Yeah, I want to see what this is really about. But you're right; it's just like in a in a in a day of requels. Why are we not getting a requel? Yeah, that's that's it. All the requels. So, on that note, we'll be right back after these commercial breaks. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. We are back, and so let's talk gaming. It's a big section today. Lots of video game news and some tabletop news, so let's let's get right into it. Uh, we have D&D Onslaught, the, the board game. It's a competitive game. Uh, this is coming from WizKids. If you are familiar with the other D&D board games, I have one. I have, like, the Ravenloft one maybe I have. Um, yeah. They're fun. I play them with my nephew, but I'm not sure exactly how this is going to go. 
if this I know that this does not have anything to do with that system. Um, so I'll read this a little bit here. It's a competitive skirmish game. Players battle rival adventurers and monsters in a quest for glory. The game will include 21 miniatures and feature the Harpers and Zentarum factions from the Forgotten Realms. So it seems as if they'll be building a whole new line around this and relaunching D&D board games. Yeah, I mean, I'll try it. Absolutely. You know, it's fun to play in the D&D world. A lot of the mechanics were, you know, brought over to the, the original board games. And that's it's just kind of more of an enjoyable one-night thing. Yeah, that's true. It's not a full campaign. It's mm-hmm. let me just play it and get done. Eh, exactly. That's worth it. So you were asking for more cyberpunk stuff. <laughs> there is a tabletop RPG on its way, of course, because what is not getting the <laughs> treatment these days? More miniatures, Chris. Right. Um, so cyberpunk creator... Uh, Mike Pondsmith confirms that there are plans to make source books based on the Cyberpunk 2077 world. Uh, so we'll see what this means. Uh, there's nothing exactly in the near future, but I'm glad that they are looking ahead uh, and trying to make up for what we mentioned earlier. You know, I just got that Crystal Punk um, thing that I backed on uh kickstarter which is a mix of magic and cyberpunk which i figured you and i would be trying to play this so um i'm you know i'm such a asshole when it comes to this stuff that i just keep buying them <laughs> so i'll probably check it out and it would scratch that uh shadow run itch that we haven't had in the last 30 years yes yeah exactly i mean the video game alone is something that I wish that people were more happy about because as a syndicate fan, as a Shadowrun fan, this is like it, it checks all those boxes oh, and it's yeah, just like got to play it. Yeah, yeah, and you and I love GTA style games and this yep. is insanely it's it's neat how they use the <laughs> GTA the GTA element and stuff with it. So, yeah, definitely. I can't wait to see what you think about it. Um, let's get into video games. E3 is officially canceled. That's the news. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the writing was on the wall. I think we've hinted at this since last year, the last two years. You know what I mean? It's just no one cares anymore. Everyone's releasing their own, you know, state of plays and everything else. And at this point, do you really need another big event? You know, we've got the game awards. Everyone... I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters anymore. No. They are going to try to do it again next year. We'll see how that works out. We'll see. Yeah. Um, if you are ready to delve into a Harry Potter world that has nothing to do with transphobic writers, um, <laughs> then Hogwarts Legacy is for you. Uh, this game was finally shown the other day. Uh, we saw some gameplay. We got an idea of what the whole game is going to be about. We even found out that it's coming out for Nintendo Switch, which is insane to me. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a dialed-down game. What did you think of what you saw from this game? Take my money, take it, <laughs> take it, take it. Just, yeah, I mean, this is... It looks exactly what I wanted. Because 
you want the elements of being in the school, but then you also want to go outside of the school. And guess what? You get to do it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I, I'm in. Thousand percent. Yeah, it's amazing just, like, watching. You can go to those classes. You learn. Yes. You just go through Hogwarts. Yeah, this is really exciting. I'm glad to see that it got a really good, you know, reception uh, from that trailer. And I'm looking forward to seeing more. Yeah, me too. Uh, Rear Window. Funko Games has reveal, revealed a an Alfred Hitchcock thriller real, Rear Window board game. This should have been moved up. This is my fault. Um, but this is another Funko game that's coming out. I think that Funko does a really neat job with a lot of these games. I'm really interested. I think they made a Goonies game as well that I want to play. Yes, they did. Yeah. So, but which is different than their pop games. Um, yep. So it'll be interesting to see what this what this game is about. Um, I am a Rear Window fan, and you know I'm just intrigued that this this movie is getting a game in the modern day. Yeah. <laughs> clues and suspense is there murder like um this opens up the world to a fright night version <laughs> and i am there give me that fright night board yeah. game based off of the exact same structure there you go there you go maybe you should kickstart that uh okay. uh pac-man museum is coming out it's not a real museum it's a collection <laughs> of games so don't get confused uh, it's going to collect 14 of the series' legendary games. See, now these... It's like, like this, the Cowabunga Yeah, edition. this is how you do it. Yeah. Sorry, like, that's when you make it worth the money. Like, yeah, I'm going to spend 40 bucks on a Cowabunga collection because I'm getting 13 games, you know? Yep. This is great. Um, it hopefully has the crazy Pac-Man game that I got obsessed with. Pac-Mania. I don't know what it's called. It was that, yeah, it's that weird. It's like a third person, like you're, like where you can walk around as Pac-Man and stuff. No, it's it's regular Pac-Man. You can set the oh. what the board looks like, different graphic styles, different Pac-Man, mm-hmm. but it's intense. It's like competitive. Like I'll have to, I'll sh- I'll send it to you. It's been out for a very long time. I mean, I was playing it back in New York. Even mm. um, it's like Pac-Man Championship. Maybe that's at the Pac-Man Championship Edition. I'm hoping that it is because I haven't been able to play that game in a long time because I don't think it's on. It's It was bumped up from PS3 or whatever I had. Damn. Okay, cool. Yeah, I um, this is something where I would get for the Switch. You know what I mean? It's yes. another one of those, like, I can casually play it. Most Pac-Man games are actually still pretty expensive like to buy them so to get a full pack of this and they have not released a price just so everyone knows but it comes out in may um i'll probably buy it yeah. for the switch yeah i love pac-man yeah, is anything about multiplayer online uh, support gosh you should oh shoot it's only 30 dollars. Ooh, that's not bad that's yeah good. that's really good, that's good. okay about three bucks a game yup <laughs> uh we mentioned a new witcher game uh, earlier in the show. So this is exciting. There was supposed to be news about Witcher 4 with, you know, the continuing with Siri, possibly Geralt. So, but that's that's not what this game is about. This seems to be a new Witcher school. People are debating if it's really about the school of the cat or if they're bringing in this fandom school of Lynx. 
which would be really neat to embrace fan, um, you know, anything made up of the fans. I think that'd be a really amazing thing to do. But, you know, until we hear more, I want to get away from that central story with Geralt. I want to see another Witcher. I want them to see new lands. I want to see something different. So, but all the same stuff, you know, same adventure and fun, fun as the Witcher does bring. But I'm ready for new characters and new tales, as usual. Yeah, this is um this is an interesting piece of information uh that just kind of dropped out of nowhere. So, uh, hey, more Witcher is good Witcher. Also, as a note, I believe that they're looking to use the Unreal Engine five. Yes, game. yes, yep. Because I did not know that CD Projekt Red had their own engine that they used. Yeah. Um, so I learned that recently, and it's actually kind of amazing when you think about it. Um, especially the scale of like Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk. So it's interesting that they're they're taking that step, but whatever. I mean, it's going to be unreal. <laughs> exactly. Um, next up, I hate these kind of games, but it is Ghostbusters. So let's talk about Ghostbusters. Spirits Unleashed, 4v1, asymmetrical multiplayer game in the Friday the 13th, Predator Hunting Grounds. And those kind of style games. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not a big fan. And then sometimes it's fun. It just depends on how it's going to be set up. So you can be the Ghostbusters or you can be the Ghost. It looked like a shitty cash grab. Graphics sucked. I mean, it's an it's one of those games when it comes to PSN for free, we will try it. Yeah. And until that time, I don't care. Yep. Um. Next up. We've been waiting for this announcement on the Mirrorverse. McFarlane has been putting out Mirrorverse figures. This is a Disney game. It's going to be a mobile game uh, by Kabam. We were, we've been fans of Kabam. I think Kabam did that neat Star Wars game, didn't they? Yep. The RPG one. Yep. That we used to play. Exactly. Love that game. So this looks like uh, this will be dropping June 23rd. Excellent. Significant roster of 40 Disney characters. All very interesting, like renditions of these characters. Uh, I've been really you can enjoying get the, the toys. designs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been really enjoying the designs of the McFarlane toys. So, yep. I'll be checking this out. Me too. It's finally, you know, they they weird to see toys before a video game watches. Yeah. This is the world we live in now. Um, if you were excited to play Suicide Kills the Justice League, I'm sorry, it's been delayed till 2023. I'm not sure when any of these games are coming out because. It's 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 insane to me. It was like that DC fandom announced all these things, and the Batman got pushed up a year or so, year and a half. This game has been pushed back and pushed back. I mean, with video games, I don't care. You're gonna make it the best you can. I'm ready for a new Rocksteady DC game set in that Batman Arkham world because we know Arkham Knights is not set in that world, but it is a clone of it. I think. Um... With all those articles that came out last year about the time crunch and the sexual harassment charges is that they are walking on eggshells, these companies, and they're not trying to push to hit a date anymore. I think at this point they're like, we'll just make the game because they can't have another cyberpunk either. The last two years, people are over broken games. They're over glitching. They're over the sexual harassment and, and allegations, and they're they're over all these people getting crunched for time. 
You know what I mean? So, and I, and I'm glad I'm okay with a shift in culture. If it means like if the game ultimately comes out good, I don't care how long it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also, I, I thought I read somewhere where they were thinking about unionizing a lot of the video game yeah. industry as well, Yeah, which would be great because I mean, you hear these horror stories of how many hours people have to work. Exactly. And then it's like, they're not even making as much money as the higher, like it's all bullshit. So treat your employees well. Yeah. Um, let's finish up the video game news with the announcement of our new PlayStation Plus that's coming out soon. I believe it drops in June. And so we've been kind of just waiting to see what this was going to cost. And so they announced that PS Plus would be rearranged into three new tiers. The first tier being what we already have now. The second one will include more PS4 and PS5 titles. And then the third premium tier adds PS3, which makes no damn sense to me at all. I'm actually kind of <laughs> just like, this is this is just garbage. Um, and then I saw an article today, PS Plus doesn't have to be Game Pass. It shouldn't even try to be. No, you should try to be. Because Game Pass is where it's at. It's just, it's just I don't know. It seems really dumb that your final tier is like, yeah, you can play PS3 games, and yeah, here's some demos. Yep. I mean, and honestly, that's it. Here's some time trials and some demos, which is what you give us anyway. I don't see how I'm going to care, to be quite honest with you. Like, I just, it's, it seems like a waste of time, especially like you, you get an extra $20, $120 a year just so that you can give me some extra games, including PS3 games that I can't download, but I can stream them as well as some original PlayStation games. It's like, at this point, I'll stick with what I've had, and if I really want to play those old-ass games, I'll get an emulator. Yeah. I mean, you're you're pushing PSP games? Exactly. Oh it's like, give me a Steam Deck, and I can emulate every single one of these games, and it'll probably play better <laughs> with less fucking issues. Yeah, Steam Deck is going to... Steam Deck and Master hooking up to a TV and giving us that full experience, it's going to blow everything away. Period. Exactly. Just, it's a joke what these these companies do with their exclusives and their proprietary bullshit. It's just like, you're pissing off the fans. You're pissing off the people who are paying the money for this stuff. I'm not going to pay $100 more a year for games that came out 20 years ago, you know. Exactly. A thousand percent. So, with that being said, Chris, what time is it? It is time to pursue some plastic. All right, toy hunters and action figure enthusiasts, this is the pursuit of plastic. Let's get into it today. Uh, Lego has promised a million sets this year, apparently, oh and gosh. they're they're uh, <laughs> they're holding true to their promise. Um, first up, let's let's talk about this new Back to the Future. Uh, car that's coming out now there was a back to future set back in the day it was a lego idea set it was it was fine for what it was you know at that point now they're they're going full bore uh where even like the chassis is like part technic uh and they're really going into these builds like they have with some of their their cars that they've done lately so i'm excited to see this because it does allow you to build uh 
the DeLorean from the three films, and they give you the accessories for each, which is a really neat idea. And the minifigs are great because they're giving you Back to the Future, Doc, and Marty, because in the first original set, they gave you the Back to the Future 1 uh, figures. I am kind of surprised that they didn't go full and give you the Back to the Future 3 cowboy figures, but <laughs> whatever. You do get a hoverboard. You do get a hoverboard. Um, I have that set. I didn't realize it was the very first Lego idea set, yep. uh, which is really, really cool. So I have that. I, I you know, I coveted it. Um, this set, though, come on. <laughs> like, this is a, this is just a masterpiece. So I, um, I will probably be dropping some dough next week when it, uh, becomes available for pre order. Yeah. It's, it's under 200 bucks. Yep. Great. That's a good price, man. Great yeah. price. Yeah, it is. Uh, next up, this has been rumored for a long time that Avatar, the blue people, Avatar, uh, mm-hmm. would be getting Lego sets. And now that it's owned by Disney, it makes even more sense. So I'm really pumped um, because it's interesting that Lego is going to put out this many Lego sets across the board. And I'll talk about this next, these next three in a second. But this, this is huge. I mean, this is just adding a whole new theme on top of all this other stuff you have. And the movie comes out at the end of the year. So it's exciting to see them going full hype train for Avatar. Yeah, it's it's you know, four sets across the two movies. I'm a huge fan of those, uh, or that film, rather, and, and I'm sure I'll enjoy this new one. You know, I want to see what it is they do. I'm sure there's a Banshee riding in there, and, and I'm probably going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Lego just announced three diorama sets, all right, and they're up for pre-order already, which is shocking. Yeah. I really thought they would kind of litter them through the next few months, but they put all three up for pre-order. I pre-ordered them because I am all about these adult sets, uh, these dioramas. Now, they've been releasing some of these black box sets, but they're saying that these three are the first of this new line of what they're doing for 18+. plus. I sent you that article yesterday, and yep. the, the builds are different because they don't have to worry about kids as much. And just the attention to detail on these are really great. So they're going to do the Death Star Compactor, the Death Star Trench Run, and then Dagobah Jedi Training. So all three will come with, you know, the the scene that they represent, a little quote, appropriate minifigures, and lots of display options. Yeah, very, very excited. It's funny with the Trash Compactor throwing in R2 and C-3PO in there. I thought that that was a really neat little um, addition to it. So, yeah, these are beautiful. You know, I read the reviews. Um, You know, this particular reviewer said the trench run was okay. The trash compactor was okay, except for the actual compaction, which was I thought was neat. But he said Dagobah was really, really cool. Um, So... I, I'll probably start with Dagobah and then go from there. But then my fear is like they'll also go away and I'll never get them and then I'll be mad at myself. So that's the other catch twenty two with Lego, of course. Yeah, no, exactly. Um I'm not sure exactly what the timeline of retiring sets is, but yeah, that's usually I'll get I'll find an article of 
what's retiring this month and things like that. Right. So I always kind of pay, pay attention to that. I I love Star Wars Lego. I always have, and I'm a sucker to buy these. So. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, next up, Ace Ventura. You want a one-six scale figure of <laughs> your favorite pet detective. Uh, Asmus Toys has you covered. You can order it for $190. It looks great, honestly. I don't. I'm not really familiar with Asmus. They do the Lord of the Rings oh, okay. uh, one-six scale. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's up for a pre-order uh, right now, so you can get your hands on it. Then, yeah. It just looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, NECA is releasing the next figure in their the Boys series. We are getting Black Noir. It's great. Um, I'm really interested in some of these. I don't like the Homelander and what's the I don't. Name? Their faces uh, are good. Starfire, maybe? Star Girl. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Starla. Um, <laughs> Star of. Um, yeah, whatever. This is probably the one I would pick up because it doesn't have a face. Yeah, it, it it's the best looking of this series, and you're right. Typically, NECA is really good or okay. So um, I'm interested to see when the deep comes because that character is just ridiculous. But also Billy, you know what I mean? Like, why are you starting with just these guys? Like, where where are the actual boys? <laughs> if you're going to this series, it's very weird. It's like the packaging is like the seven. So that's kind. Of, I think that's what their real concentration uh, on at first is. For now, okay. Yeah, I I also don't agree with it because yeah. I would buy a billion. You would have gotten hurt. Yeah, it, Carl Urban. I'll get every one of his toys. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. Next up, more GI Joe Super Seven Ultimates. If you love your childhood and you have a lot of money, Super <laughs> Seven gives you plenty of uh, reason to. If you Pick love your figures. child. <laughs> you know. Um, Wave 3 features Scarlet, um, Storm Shadow, Doc, and a Cobra Trooper. Uh, so these are all based on their classic action figure look, which Super 7 has been doing a really great job with. Um, and honestly, man, I just got my uh, Prince John figure from the Disney Ultimates, and it's just like I... I don't mind the price tag on these because they just, they look awesome. Four, four horsemen sculpted, nice accessories. This Prince John has soft goods, which is amazing too. So I've kind of gotten over the extra money that they're making us pay so we don't have to buy the whole set mm-hmm. because I can get my hands on these and whatever. As other figures go up into the $30 range. Right. That's, that's the that's thing the too. It's like, you're 55 bucks. You know, my big argument has been the Turtles versus the NECA. And I'd really have to see those side by side to really see, like, why why would I pay the price difference? If but, you want your Turtle figures to look like the ones you owned when you were a kid, right. that's the Super 7. Then right. they do all those same accessories, like the goofy shredder eyebrows. Right. Like, they're they're great. Um if you want something more stylized, brought up to date, more based on the cartoon themselves, uh, then let's go with the NECA because those look great too. Um, it's just, if you're a turtle collector, I think we said this the other day, it's like how many companies need to make 
Ninja Turtle figures when we already have two big ones making great so much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll leave that Super 7 link in there and you guys can go in pre-order. Next up in Masters of the Universe news, Iron Studio Skeletor statue looks amazing. He's on his he's on his throne. He's got like a really evil pose. I I wish I had money for this. He looks badass. Yeah. And the thing about this is, you know, we talk about Iron Studios quite a bit. This is a cheap Iron Studios uh thing at three hundred dollars. Normally they're like six hundred bucks or more, but more. yeah, this is like a King Conan type of pose. Actually, that's what it is. It's the King Conan pose is is that Skeletor is doing. So if you're familiar with that, then you're familiar with this, and it's awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh this year is the fortieth anniversary of Motu. Uh Ooh. so we're getting a special edition Masterverse He Man figure, uh, which is uh, his basically his classic look, of course, you know, updated to the Masterverse scale with his accessories and a throwback box. So when I was when I first saw this, I was like, all right. But then I realized it's a 40th anniversary exclusive figure or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, fine. Not that I wouldn't have bought it anyways. <laughs> I'm just trying to convince myself I don't need to. Of so, course. So much stuff coming out for most of the time. Uh, and last up today, the one six scale Yoda from the Clone Wars, uh, the animated version of him, not like this updated uh, Hot Toys ones they've been doing with more realistic look from the actors' faces. This is actually really neat, and I think that if I was still buying this scale, I, I would pick this up because I like the design. I do too, and I thought it was very interesting that they decided to go with that. Um... Yeah, I'm a, I don't know, it looks so cool. And I'm getting that animated Ahsoka, and I think I ordered Rex, too. So I'm just like, I should get Anakin, I should get Obi-Wan, now I could get Yoda. Ah. Yep, and that's exactly why I canceled all my hot toys. Oh my that's gosh. what I did. What if it's they like... do the Jendi versions? Then what are you going to do, Chris? I don't care. I'll wait till they're in smaller versions, because you know they will. So all it's right. like... I have, I have it. I have the Jendi um, Grievous four-inch figure from when they first came out. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing figure too. I mean, it's just it so is. cool. And those are the kind of things where I wouldn't mind buying them at a smaller scale, and because I know that they would do a good job with it. Um, yeah, that was my big thing with like I love those Clone Wars hot toys, but it's like it is more the realistic look, um, which is fine, but it was a slippery slope. It so, is. You asked Absolutely. me like last week when I mentioned that new Thundercats toy with the vehicle. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get that because I would. I was doing that with Hot Toys. I was like, oh my god, it's a luxe figure with speeder bike or the staff or whatever. And it's like, oh, I gotta get it. Oh my gosh, it's um, too much. Yeah, it's too much. Too much. But that's the end of the show. Casey, where can you find us? Oh my gosh, we are all over the interwebs at DFAT. Ent or Defat Entertainment. You go to defatentertainment.com, listen to some more of our awesome podcast out there. And we're all on the social medias, either at Defat Towel or Defat Entertainment. Speaking of anniversaries, Chris and I are coming up on our 10th this July. We have to come up with some things that we need to do, but this is me saying it. Uh, we will do it. 
it's going to happen. We are celebrating, God damn it. Right. Right. So uh, thank you guys for listening for the last six years, I think. Seven years? Seven years. Oh, my gosh. It's just crazy. So, Two hundred and twenty uh, episodes. Yeah, we've been doing this quite a bit as well. So um, thank you for that. This is Casey saying go read some comics. And this is Chris saying don't forget a towel.